This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 16th of February. In your Squeeze today, the vaccine has landed. Allegations of rape in Parliament House. Fears of a crackdown in Myanmar. And Ash Barty cruises through. This is your Squeeze today. As flagged by Health Minister Greg Hunt over the weekend, Claire, the COVID vaccine has arrived on Aussie shores. There are 142,000 doses of what is the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Not enough to go round. How's it going to be divvied up? So the states and territories are going to receive 50,000 doses. They're going to give that to frontline quarantine workers and also healthcare workers in the next week. 30,000 doses are earmarked also for aged care facilities and disability care residents and workers. They have to hold 80,000 doses back because it's a two-shot regime and, of course, for security reasons, they don't want to be guaranteed that the next shipment's coming, so they're just holding on to it for now. The speed at which these vaccines have been developed is pretty remarkable. Before COVID, it usually took between five and 10 years to develop a vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine is also one of the first to use mRNA technology. Claire, what is that? It is remarkable because these are the first widespread mRNA vaccines uh, to be used, which is really an advance in medical technology. What happens is these mRNA cells are injected. They're a cousin of DNA and it gives your immune system the ability to recognise and then respond to a threat. Pretty amazing. The AstraZeneca vaccine is expected to receive approval from our regulator this week. Down in Victoria and Premier Daniel Andrews wouldn't say yesterday whether lockdown restrictions will be lifted tomorrow if things continue as they are. Only one new case yesterday. And plenty of discussion, Claire, about the safety of hotel quarantine programs and who should be running them. Some of Australia's billionaires have offered to help. Yes, the Australian reports this morning that billionaires and airport owners Lindsay Fox and John Wagner have put proposals to the government to set up remote quarantine camps. The theory is that if they're out of existing city-based hotels, then the potential for spread might be minimised. Lindsay Fox's proposal is for a site at Avalon Airport in Victoria and John Wagner's is for one near Toowoomba in Queensland. Brittany Higgins is a former Liberal Party staffer. She's spoken to the media yesterday, Claire, and said that back in 2019, when she was 24 years old, she was raped in the office of Defence Minister Linda Reynolds. Yeah, that is her claim. She says that she had just been a few weeks into a new job in Parliament House, her dream job, and that when she came back to Parliament House with a colleague, she was raped. She was then found by security officers and left the building on a Saturday morning. Uh, She said that she felt that she couldn't make a formal complaint because it would sacrifice her dream job. And she said that those around her seemed more concerned about the politics than they did for her. Neither Brittany Higgins nor the accused work at Parliament House any longer. Politicians from the major parties voiced their concern for Higgins yesterday. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that he takes all such matters and all matters of workplace safety very, very seriously. Labor Senator Christina Keneally said Linda Reynolds, the Defence Minister and the Coalition need to explain whether Brittany Higgins was properly supported. Reports also that Higgins is considering re-engaging with police who say the matter remains open. 
Crown Resort's CEO Ken Barton is the latest to resign his position after that New South Wales regulatory inquiry deemed the company unfit Clare to operate its new Barangaroo Casino in Sydney. Yeah, and Barton was especially called out by Commissioner Patricia Bergen in the report that she did. She said that he was no match for what was needed at the helm of a casino licensee. And, of course, what that means is there's a big gap now at Crown with three directors leaving and now the CEO, Helen Coonan, who has been the chair, is now going to stand in as executive chairman. That means that she's running both the board and the management team until a new CEO is hired. She's a former federal senator. You might recognise her name. Claire, we've talked about this one a lot, but I know I, for one, still have questions. What did they actually do, for one thing? We'll answer that question in our Squeeze Shortcut this week. That'll be out on Thursday. Back in 2018, Tinkum Peterson Crofts killed his mother, his sister and his brother inside their home while in a psychotic state. Now the Supreme Court in WA has found him not guilty, Claire, due to unsoundness of mind. Yes, and what Chief Justice Peter Quinlan yesterday said was that the community as a whole had let him down because he was suffering from schizophrenia. Uh, He had actually been in hospital and had been discharged the night before he had voices telling him to kill his family at that time. Peterson Crofts will continue to be treated in a secure mental health hospital. Over to Myanmar and hundreds of thousands of people have taken part in protests over the last 10 days demanding democracy be restored after the military took over on the 1st of February this year. Over the last couple of days, Claire, armoured vehicles have been patrolling city streets as those protests, which until now had been relatively peaceful, start to turn violent. Yeah, and what's happened overnight too is that the military has fueled concerns of a crackdown by telling those protesters that they could face up to 20 years in prison if they're obstructed. It's, of course, a situation that has drawn a lot of attention and a lot of concern. The United Nations says that the military really is declaring war against the people of Myanmar. A link to our squeeze shortcut on what's going on in Myanmar is in your episode notes if you'd like to take a listen. Ash Barty is through to the quarterfinals of the Aussie Open, Claire. Woo! It's Great the news. third consecutive year that she's made the quarterfinals and fingers crossed that she continues her advance. She really looks quite commanding. She looks so strong at the moment. Yeah, 11 months off seemed to do the trick for Ash Barty. Dylan Alcott also is through to the final of the quad singles. As far as tonight goes, Serena Williams takes on Simona Halep. That'll be a big game. And Novak Djokovic and Alexander Zverev will follow them. It was exactly 37 years ago yesterday that Princess Diana announced she was expecting her second child, that'd be Prince Harry. And yesterday, Prince Harry and Meghan announced they're expecting their second. They really do hit the emotional cues, Harry and Meghan, don't they? Mm. They get the significance of alignment, uh, particularly to Harry's mother. And yeah, that was definitely noted yesterday. Also, another fun fact about the photo that accompanied news that they're expecting was uh, news that that shoot was done remotely via an iPad. This is 2021, isn't it? (laughs) As far as when the baby's due, they haven't said, but later this year. 
Squeeze the day, Claire, and it's the birthday of Kathy Freeman. She's 48 today. Ugh, doesn't that bring back some memories? It does. For me, uh, in the data nerd um, section of my brain, the ABS is releasing uh, counts of Australian businesses, entries and exits. So really, it's the first sort of glimpse up to June last year about how Australian businesses are doing, how many might have folded with the coronavirus crisis and how many are standing. That'll be some interesting data. I expect to read a bit about that in the papers today. I imagine and probably we'll be talking about it tomorrow I'd say I reckon and on that we'll leave you for today and we'll be back with you tomorrow <laughs>